Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Good day, wherever you may be. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, Act, Action, and Cultural Transformation. We are here, my partner, Rich Barron, and I, Michael Bailey. And we've got a good one for you folks out there. We've got a great one, in fact, that we want to deliver up and serve up and help you chew on and give some some nourishment, some strength out, some hope out of. And this one we're going to be talking about today, the title of this one is, Are You a Title Monger? Okay, (laughs) Title Monger. What is what is this? That's an interesting word. You know, we hear about fishmongers way back in the day, but yeah. what in the world is this idea of a monger, Rich? Talk, let's open up with that. What's a monger? You know, a monger, that's interesting. If you look at the, the definition of what a monger is, it's really a dealer or trader in a specified commodity, for one, uh, like the fishmonger you just mentioned, or a person who promotes a specified activity situation feeling especially one that one that is undesirable or discreditable and uh y- you know i, I got to tell you michael that fits right in with with um some of this notion that i've got the title therefore i'm the leader yeah and also always looking for the next one and the next one and the next one you know how do i trade out yeah that's right you know how do I get get more for me? Not not for them, not for us, but for yep. me. It's that title monger individual. They're all yes. in it for themselves, and yep. they uh, they can be for them. It's a commodity, road. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that something I've got to have that tangible thing that's going to make me feel a whole lot better about myself, and the rest be damned. Yeah. So if you if you notice, leaders, if you're watching this, and sometimes we get kind of rough with you guys, we admit that. And it is sometimes to wake you up. There may be we think that there are this. There are people out there that are in leadership positions that may not be they may not realize that they may not have the 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 talent, the skills, the the whatever it is to be a really fine leader, but they're willing to learn. They're humble, they're teachable, they want to do better, they just don't quite get it yet. So we're kind of poking them and nudging them. We'll do something, do something. Then there's the other ones that might be a little bit more defiant, more egotistical, wrapped up in themselves. Sometimes we've got to poke them kind of hard to wake them up. Yes. And so what we're looking for is this. If if you're in a leadership position and are you being a great leader? Sometimes people think that they are being a great leader. They just don't know that they don't know. 
they don't and know. So you got to look at. So so if, if you are if you are your own reference point, and there may be other people around you, the yes people, the, this kind of the echo chamber, say, oh yeah, you're great, you're wonderful. But you know, if they could do a an anonymous kind of a, an appraisal or survey, on, you yeah. might get some different feedback. You know, right, right, right. So um, what we're what we're saying here is is if you are in a leadership position, how well is your team actually doing? How well is the organization actually doing? And the temptation for people that are that are not good at leadership is to put blame out to the others. It's not my fault. They do the finger pointing stuff. They do the shaming. You know, it's all them because of this and that. They never they have an ability to take responsibility. And so we're saying, all right, let's just stop there. First principle of leadership: take responsibility. Yes. Period. Yes. That's Absolutely. it. It's not working. Goes right back to you. What is it that I'm doing? What is it I'm not doing? What am I saying? What is it I'm not saying? It's got to start with me here. I can't start out well. What are they doing now to screw things up? So if you got if you if that principle is to look at yourself first and doing an honest, yeah. deep, reflective analysis, even go and get some feedback that you may not want to hear. And we've dealt with those leaders that I do not want to hear this, nor do I want to hear that. But everything else I'm open up to. Well, there's nothing else besides this and that. That's all there is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you know that's that vulnerability decision. Yeah, you know, and that's a tough place to go. And mm-hmm. um, but you, the true, the people who truly want to develop themselves as leaders will take will take the time and go there. We'll we'll break that down and go to that vulnerability place, that place where it's going to sting a little bit. And it hurts. Hurt a little bit. Yeah, and, it does. But it's it's for the betterment. Yeah. And, and the other part of that whole thing is that it does hurt. It does sting. There's a, there's a bit of an ouch to it. Yeah. However, what you think is causing you the pain almost always is not the thing that's causing you the pain. And that's the thing that you denote as that's the thing I'm afraid of. When that's, you actually get into it and you start looking at what it is and how to work your way through it, it opens up new opportunities. It opens up new yes. horizons, new learning options. It opens it up. It doesn't close it up. It doesn't close and protect the wound. It opens things up. Yeah, chances to grow, opportunities yeah. to grow personally. You know, and those are, I think that's that one uh, group of, of guys out there we've we talked about that really are guys and gals that really don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know what they don't know. They figure they've they've worked their way up, the, up in their job. They know their job really well. They got the title. And they simply don't know. But then there's the other, the other bench of people who want nothing but that title at all expense, mm-hmm. all expense, stepping on those around them to get to that point. And because they want the prestige, they want the title, they want the money, they want the opportunity, they want the ability to, to hobnob with the cool folks. Yeah, you the know, corner office, the parking space, the ability to say, this is who I am, this is yes. who I work for, all that kind of jazz. Yeah. But what they do not realize is that leadership and being in those positions is a privilege. It's not a given. It's a privilege because you are holding, literally holding others' careers in your hands, their lives in your hands, their careers in your hand, their hands, their future in your hands. And you're holding the organization's future and success in your hands. It's not about you. It simply is not about you. 
you have a responsibility to be accountable to the people you lead. And if that's too much to ask, uh, and it's, it's, it's more important to have the prestige, the title, uh, the fancy uh, you know, business card, whatever that's going to be, then you're in the wrong place and you need to get out. You really do, because at that point, you're not a leader. What you are is this. You are dangerous. You're dangerous. That's Absolutely. what it really is. You, you are a dangerous person in that position because you are wrecking people's lives and livelihoods. You're wrecking the organization. Yeah. You are a destruction ball, even though it looks like maybe part of the, the data that, that you're able to produce, it looks like you're doing a great job. Yeah. But at what cost? And sometimes I'll be very honest with you. There are organizations that they really don't care about the cost of the people. They no, really don't. No. And, it's, and, and see, it's okay for them to do that stuff. So that's where the, that's where you get that tone deaf person, that person that's just yeah. colorblind to see the truth yeah. of what's going on. And, and you'll know uh, those, you'll know those companies by, you know, what they're cutting yeah. out of their budgets. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this. Is, are they going to, are we going to give something up for our employees or are we yeah. just going to take Good. away? that budget for their development. We're going to take something away from them because heaven forbid, I give up anything that belongs to me. My bonuses. Yes. Perfect yes. example. Of that. I'm not going to give up yes. my bonuses. Yes. That's a real discussion that happens at that level. We do this. Who's not going to get their bonus or how much of our bonus do we have to give up? Absolutely. It's a real place. Absolutely. Unless they budgeted for it ahead of time. Right. That's right. A very proactive organization. Not all organizations do that. Or if they do that, they tend to do it very minimally. They don't realize that, you know, in this kind of investment, yeah, costs a few bucks more. But yes. the return on it is, 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 is see, the, the thing about it is this. ROI on investing in leadership development, leadership, emerging leaders, cultural development, the return on it is so many, many multifaceted, manifold in terms of what happens. It's not just about the bottom line. It's about what happens to people when they're now working at a higher level of clarity, a higher level of expectation, a higher level of confidence, a higher level of courage, bringing forth their own particular talents and abilities and skills. That's a whole different place. We were talking to somebody the other day. I don't know if you remember, I'm not gonna mention your name, his name. And he thought he was a particular kind of leader. And he, was, he saw himself as this driver. He's always been seen as a driver, yeah. the guy that gets things done. Now, one of the things that you want to notice here, uh, leaders, is this. If you're put in a leadership position and they're expecting you to perform in a certain way and you can do that, however, you're not necessarily happy doing that, there's a disconnect. There's a dissonance happening inside yeah. of you. This guy looked like he would be this kind of driver. He just has that physical presentation. Let's go make things happen. Let's just go get it done. But as we, we took him through the MLI and we looked at it, he's not that way at all. He kind of no. looks that way, but he's really kind of a pussycat. And his, and his real his real talents lies in working with people. Now, see that, that and he, he talked about that. I sometimes feel uncomfortable telling the team, we got to do this. We got to do it this way. You know, just do because I'm being told and I'm telling you now. And what he really wanted to be able to do was develop his leadership abilities Working with people, to yes. connect with people, to get them in turn to buy into what they're doing rather than forcing or making or coercing them. Once he saw that light go on, I said, that makes complete sense. 
I can do that and still get the results that they want. Right. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, Michael, what are some of those symptoms that you might see that if you might, you just might be a title monger if. <laughs> well, if you got high turnover. Yes. If your team seems to be defensive yep. and they're not very communicative. Yeah. And, and I would, just, I would add something right there, Michael, the high turnover. If it's the true talent in the organization that's leading. Yeah. Not just, not just anybody, but the real talent in the company is walking. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. The other ones will make maybe take time to wear down and then they'll leave. Yeah. The real talent who those are the people that know how it really ought to be working. Yep. Um, you probably see absenteeism a fair amount of the time. People yes. just not showing up or they want to leave because they're not feeling well. A high level of anxiety. Um, people you could they're low morale. You know there's more there, there's more possibility, uh, but they're just not putting it out. They're just not willing to take those chances, extend that extra energy to get those things going on. And um, and you'll 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 hear a lot of people telling you you're right. You won't ever hear any feedback about how to make things better. It's yep, always yes, you're exactly. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, you know, good job, boss. You know, we'll do anything we want. Let me carry your those, those golf clubs for you. That's right. You say butter their cob. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so if, if you are experiencing some of these symptoms and you don't know why, chances are you haven't looked deep enough, right? It's not even a chance. You have not looked deep enough at yourself. If the people around you that you truly trust or hope that you can trust are leaving in droves, leaving the company, uh, not participating, they've got low morale, low engagement levels. Um, and you can see they've checked out. You need to not blame them. You need to take a deep look at yourself, your leadership abilities, because chances are that's where the problem is. You know, it's that 80 20 rule. You know, 20% of the, the process will, call, uh, will create 80% of your problems. You know, it's, it's not always what we would call the low hanging fruit. You got to dig deeper. You got to, you got to dig to find those issues, those problems, and look deep in yourself. And if you find something, fix it. Do something about it because there's ways to do that. Yeah, don't be afraid to embrace the problem. Yeah. Don't be afraid to embrace the hurt, the wound, the fear. Yep. That is the only way out of it. One thing that we've talked about several times, and this is perfect for this this moment, is leaders are brave. Leaders are courageous. Leaders yep. will take on go places that. You know, they, most people just don't want to go. They'll also be courageous in terms of I've got to find out more. I've got to know more. They're yep. willing to have that kind of backbone, that intestinal fortitude to go after the difficult things, particularly when it comes to themselves. Yeah. That it is in that demonstration, those kind of actions that the, that the leader demonstrates real integrity, yep. not facade, not faux, not put on real integrity. That's how you. That's how you, as leaders, grow, and that's how people learn to trust you because you're willing to go to the different difficult places inside of you. Yes, deal with them, come out in a better place to serve. Absolutely. Well, how can we help, Michael? Then get a hold of us. We're here. We're here. We're doing stuff. We're doing We're making stuff. a difference. Yep. Ab absolutely. So, here's the thing: you can choose 
to you can choose to stay where you're at and ignore the signs, ignore the symptoms. And one thing's for certain is you are going to leave a legacy. That legacy is either going to be success, people coming uh, behind you that are willing to follow you through thick and thin, or your legacy is going to be one of failure. And maybe not just, you know, failing is not always a bad thing, but when you create it for yourself and you create it for others intentionally, that's on your head. That's your legacy. That will be your legacy. And it doesn't have to be that way. No. There's real ways to get that to work for you, and we can help you. So get a hold of us. How can they get a hold of us, Rich? Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. And look us up. M. Bailey at IntelligentLeadershipEC.com. R. Barron at IntelligentLeadershipEC.com. Send us a note. Send us a comment. Let's talk. Time for a newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. Time for a newsletter. Got great insights, great helps to help you out there. So, yeah, do that. We know there are people all over the place. There, there are contacts. People in Italy, people in Portugal, yes, um, throughout the United States, uh, Singapore. There's people all over the place that are tuning in, downloading, it. Paulo, spread Brazil. the word, yeah. Yeah. spread the word. We love it, and yeah. uh, let's have a discussion. Won't all right, you? probably feel better. In fact, you'll feel a lot better. <laughs> you will. And so will those people around you. Yeah, you could be the light in the office. That's right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, take care of each other, and uh, we'll see you again soon. All right, folks. All the best to you. Leaders lead. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites. Rich Barron, executivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.